Chapter 9 The Hindrances to Mourning What will we do to get our hearts into this mourning condition? We must do two things. One, take heed of those things that will stop these channels of mourning, and two, make use of all means that will help promote holy mourning. Take heed of those things that will stop the stream of tears. There are nine hindrances to mourning. 1. The love of sin. The love of sin is like a stone in a water pipe that hinders the flow of water. The love of sin makes sin taste sweet, and this sweetness in sin captivates the heart. Jerome said, It is worse to love sin than to commit it. A person may be overtaken with sin. Galatians 6 1. He who has stumbled upon sin suddenly will weep, but the love of sin hardens the heart and keeps the devil in possession. In true mourning, there must be grieving for sin. But how can someone grieve for that sin that his heart is in love with? Oh, beware of this sweet poison! The love of sin freezes the soul in unrepentance. 2. Despair. Despair insults God, undervalues Christ's blood, and damns the soul. They said, There is no hope, but we will walk after our own devices, and we will every one do the imagination of his evil heart. Jeremiah 18 12. This is the language of despair. I will still follow my sins and be damned for something. Despair presents God to the soul as a judge clad in the garments of vengeance. Isaiah 59:17. The despair of Judas was in some sense worse than his treason. Despair destroys repentance, for the proper foundation of repentance is mercy. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Romans 2:4. But despair hides mercy out of sight as the cloud covered the ark of the covenant. Oh, be careful of this! Despair is an irrational sin. There is no good reason for it. The Lord shows mercy to thousands. Deuteronomy 5.10 Why may not you be one of a thousand? The wings of God's mercy, like the wings of the cherubim, are stretched out to every humble person who repents. Even though you have been a great sinner, Yet if you are a weeping sinner, there is a golden scepter of mercy held forth. Psalm 103.11. Despair locks up the soul in unrepentance. 3. A conceit that this mourning will make us dejected. We will drown all our joy in our tears. But this is a mistake. Will we lose our joy? Tell me, what joy can there be in a natural condition? What joy does sin provide? Is not sin compared to a wound and bruise? Isaiah 1 6. David had his broken bones. Psalm 51 8. Is there any comfort in having the bones out of joint? Does not sin breed a palpitation and trembling of heart? Deuteronomy 28 65 66. Is it any joy for someone to be a Magor Misabib? A terror to himself, Jeremiah twenty four. Surely it may be said of the sinner's laughter, it is mad, Ecclesiastes two two.
whereas holy mourning breeds joy. It doesn't eclipse our joy, but refines it and makes it better. The prodigal's joy began when he repented. They began to be merry. Luke 15:24. 4. Hindering the Stirrings of the Spirit The Spirit sets us to mourning. This causes all our spring tides. All my springs are in thee. Psalm 87, 7. We often meet with gracious stirrings to prayer and repentance. When we stifle these motions, which is called quenching the Spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, then we hinder the tide from coming in. When the dew falls, then the ground is wet. When the Spirit of God falls as dew in His influences upon the soul, then it is moistened with sorrow. But if the Spirit withdraws, the soul is like Gideon's dry fleece. Judges 6, 39-40 A ship can as well sail without the wind, and a bird can as well fly without wings, as we can mourn without the Spirit. Beware of grieving the Spirit. Do not drive away this sweet dove from the ark of your soul. The Spirit is gentle and tender. If he is grieved, he may say, I will come no more. And once he withdraws, we cannot mourn. 5. Presumption of Mercy Who will take much effort with his heart or mourn for sin if he thinks he may be saved at a cheaper price? How many, like a spider, suck damnation out of the sweet flower of God's mercy? Jesus Christ, who came into the world to save sinners, is the excuse of many people's perishing. Someone says, Christ died for me. He's done it all. Why do I need to pray or mourn? Many bolder sinners pluck death from the tree of life, and through presumption go to hell by that ladder of Christ's blood by which others go to heaven. It is sad when the goodness of God, which should lead to repentance, Romans 2, 4, leads instead to presumption. Sinner, do not hope yourself into hell. Be wary of being damned upon a mistake. You say God is merciful, and therefore you continue securely in sin. But who is mercy for? Is it for the presuming sinner or the mourning sinner? Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. Isaiah 55, 7. There is no mercy without forsaking sin, and there is no forsaking sin without mourning. If a king would say to a company of rebels, Whosoever comes in and submits will have mercy, those who stayed away in rebellion could not claim the benefit of the pardon. God makes a proclamation of mercy to the mourner, but those who are not mourners have nothing to do with mercy. The mercy of God is like the Ark of the Covenant, which none but the priests were to deal with. No one is to touch this golden Ark of mercy except those who are priests unto God, Revelation 1, 6, and have offered up the sacrifice of tears. 6. An Illusion of the Insignificance of Sin Is it not a little one? Genesis 19.20 The devil holds the small end of the telescope to sinners. It's very dangerous to think of sin as less than it is. 
An opinion of the littleness of sin keeps us from the use of means. Who will be urgent about seeing a physician if he thinks he only has a minor illness? Who will seek God with a repentant heart for mercy if he thinks sin is only an insignificant thing? But to get rid of this wrong idea about sin, and so that we may look upon it with watery eyes, consider that sin cannot be little because it is against the majesty of heaven. There is no treason that is insignificant, because it is against the king's person. Every sin is sinful, and therefore it is damnable. A pocket knife only makes a small wound, but it may kill as well as a larger weapon. There is death and hell in every sin. Romans 6.23 It was an easy thing for Adam to eat the fruit, but that lost him his crown. It is not the same with sin as it is with diseases. Some diseases are deadly, and some are not. With sin, though, the smallest sin without repentance will be a lock and bolt to shut people out of heaven. View sin in the red glass of Christ's sufferings. The smallest sin cost the price of blood. Do you want to view sin properly? Go to Golgotha. Jesus Christ was willing to veil His glory, lose His joy, and pour out His soul as an offering for the smallest sin. See the greatness of your sin in the deepness of Christ's wounds. Don't let Satan cast such a mist before your eyes that you cannot see sin in its proper colors. Remember, little brooks as well as great rivers fall into the sea. Lesser sins as well as great sins carry people to hell. 7. Procrastination. Some people have a belief that it is still too soon to tune the penitential string. When the lamp is almost out, the strength is exhausted, and old age comes on. Then mourning for sin will be in season, but it is still too soon, they think. Let me propose these four serious and significant considerations to show how dangerous this opinion is, and so I may roll away this stone from the mouth of the well so that the waters of repentance may be drawn forth. First, do you know what it is to be in the natural state? And will you say it is too soon to get out of it? You are under the wrath of God, John 3.36, and is it too soon to get out from under the wrath of this vile? Revelation 16.1. You are under the power of Satan, Acts 26.18, and is it too soon to get out of the enemy's quarters? Second, people do not argue this way in other cases. They don't say it is too soon to be rich. They will not put off getting the things of the world until old age. No, here they take the first opportunity. It is not too soon to be rich, and is it too soon to be good? Is not repentance a matter of the greatest importance? Is it not more needful for people to mourn their sin than to add to their possessions and wealth? Third, God's call to mourning looks for present consideration. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Hebrews 3 7 8. A general who is besieging a fort orders it to surrender upon such a day, or he will storm it. Such are God's calls to repentance. Today, if ye will hear his voice. 
Sinners, when Satan has tempted you to any wickedness, you have not said, It is too soon, Satan, but you have immediately embraced his temptation. You have not put the devil off, and will you put God off? And fourth, it is a foolish thing to delay and put off mourning for sin. For the longer you put off holy mourning, the harder you will find the work when you come to it. A bone that is out of joint is easier to set at first than if you let it go longer. A disease treated early is more quickly cured than if it is let alone until it becomes very serious. You may easily wade over the waters when they are low. If you delay until they are risen, they will be beyond your depth. O sinner, the more treasons you commit, the more you enrage heaven against you, and the harder it will be to get your pardon. The longer you drag out the time of your sinning, the more work you make for repentance. To delay and put off mourning for sin is foolishness in respect to the uncertainty of life. How does the procrastinating sinner know that he will live to be old? What is your life? It is even a vapor. James 4.14. How soon may sickness stop you and death strike off your head? May not your sun set at noon? Then what audacity it is to put off mourning for sin and to make a long work when death is about to make a short work. Caesar delayed reading the letter that was sent to him and was stabbed in the Senate house. It's foolish to put it off until later in respect of the improbability of finding mercy. Though God has given you room to repent, He may deny you grace to repent. When God calls for mourning and you are deaf, He may be silent when you call for mercy. Proverbs 1, 24-28 Think of it seriously. God may take the latter time to judge you in, because you did not take the former time to repent in. To put off our sincere turning to God until old age or sickness is highly imprudent, because these late acts of devotion are for the most part contrived and disingenuous. Although true mourning for sin is never too late, late mourning is seldom true. Repentance is seldom true-hearted, that is, gray-headed. It's questionable whether these autumn tears are not shed more out of fear of hell than out of love to God. The sailor throws his goods overboard in a storm, not that he does not want them, but because he's afraid they will sink the ship. When people wait until it is late to begin weeping, and then want to cast their sins overboard, it is for the most part only because they are afraid that the ship will sink and they will drown in hell. It's a great question whether the person who begins repenting on his sickbed does not mourn because he can keep his sins no longer. Considering all this should make people guard against running their souls upon such a desperate hazard as to put all their work for heaven upon the last hour. 8. Delay in the Execution of Justice Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, Therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Ecclesiastes 8.11 God withholds punishing, and therefore people refrain from repenting. God does not smite upon their back in correction, and therefore 
they do not smite upon their thigh in humiliation. Jeremiah 31, 19. The sinner thinks like this, God has spared me all this time. He stretched patience into long-suffering. Certainly he won't punish. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. Psalm 10, 11. In infinite patience, God sometimes postpones his judgments and puts off the court date a while longer. He is not willing to punish. 2 Peter 3, 9. The bee naturally gives honey, but stings only when it is angered. The Lord wants people to make their peace with him. Isaiah 27, 5. God is not like an impulsive creditor who requires the debt and will give no time for the payment. God is not only gracious, but he waits to be gracious. Isaiah 30, 18. God, by his patience, would bribe sinners to repentance. But sadly, this patience is greatly abused. God's long suffering hardens. Because God holds back the file of his wrath, sinners hold back the flow of tears. That the patience of God may not, through our corruption, obstruct holy mourning, let sinners remember the following. First, God's patience has limits set to it. Genesis 6 3. Although people will not set limits to their sin, God sets limits to his patience. There is a time when the Son of God's patience will set, and once it sets, it never returns backward any degrees. The time of patience will soon run out. There is a time when God says, My Spirit will no longer strive with people. The angel cried, The hour of his judgment is come. Revelation 14, 7. Perhaps at the next sin you commit, God may say to you, Your hour is now come. Second, to be hardened under patience makes our condition far worse. Enraged justice will revenge abused patience. God was patient towards Sodom, but when they did not repent, he made the fire and brimstone burn around their ears. Sodom, once the wonder of God's patience, is now a standing monument of God's severity. Jude 1 7. All the plants and fruits were destroyed. And, as Tertullian said, that place still smells of fire and brimstone. Long patience is not forgiveness. God may refrain his wrath for a while, but justice is not dead, it only sleeps. God has lead feet, but iron hands. The longer God takes to pour out his wrath and judgment, the more severe it will be when it comes. The longer a stone falls, the harder it will fall at the end. The longer God is sharpening his sword, the sharper it will cut. Sins against patience are of a deeper dye. They are worse than the sins of the demons. The fallen angels never sinned against God's patience. How dreadful will the condition be of those who sin because God is patient! For every crumb of patience, God puts a drop of wrath into his vial. The longer God withholds justice from a sinner, the more interest he is sure to pay in hell. And 9. Mirth and Music. That chant to the sound of the viol, and drink wine in bowls. Amos 6, 5 6. Instead of the funeral song, 
they play songs of joy. Many sing away sorrow and drown their tears in wine. The sweet waters of pleasure destroy the bitter waters of mourning. How many people go dancing to hell, like those fish that swim down pleasantly into the Dead Sea? Let us take heed of all these hindrances to holy tears. Let our harps be turned to mourning, and our organs into the voice of them that weep. Job 30, 31